Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio again, who's had a brand new baby, Jeff Ritchie Baldwin. Bad Daddy, you're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not that blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. (laughs) Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. G'day, Derek. G'day, Jeff. G'day. How are you, Cobber? <laughs> Welcome to Answer the Question, Stupid, <laughs> where Dan interrogates everyone with impossible to answer questions. I'll tell you what, what might be impossible to answer questions is what happened in the last year, yeah. in a year's time. <laughs> now, I'm, every time we have Jeff in, I get super excited about the next time we have him in. Him in. He's like our control experiment. So, so when we last spoke to you, were your wife partner was about to give birth to a child. That's right. A human baby. But how long now, how long has it been since the child has materialised in the world? Uh, uh, next Monday will be three weeks. So it's just over two weeks now. Wow. Yeah. You look all right. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> you, but do you know what, Dan? I reckon that you do. You, you do. better not feel too good or I'm going to get very upset. Uh, Okay. <laughs> no, but this is the. You, this is the I may, he's still in the. I may really. In the, yeah, he's in the magic zone. Yeah, yeah. true, true. <laughs> yeah. There's people around, fluffing around. Is there people? I wanted to ask you. Sorry, okay. we're not even let you talk because no. we're excited about your baby. It's nothing to do with you. But in the when you're in a hospital or a birthing center or whatever, then you do have this kind of oh, well, what am I actually here for? Mm. Bathe it for the for the cameras and then. Piss off, you know, because there's like midwives and helpers and everything. Do you have that continuing thing as well? Does anyone stick around or is that first night? Um, we had so when Asha started going into labor mm-hmm. and her water broke, and um, you know, I called, I called the midwife and said, This is what's happening. Are you going to come? And she was like, Do you want me to come? I was like, what? "What? I want you to tell me when you're supposed <laughs> to come." There's pressure to not be so cool. Yeah. Go early, isn't there? It's so a lot then of pressure. we kind of had this pretty relaxed conversation while <laughs> Asha was in labour, and um, she said, "Just call me back when you, when you feel like you need me there." And so um, that was kind of how she was through the entire thing. Like, you know, we had her come and she checked it out and she's like, nah, she's not giving birth yet. I'm going to go home because <laughs> huh? it was like really early in the morning. Yeah. I had a nap. So like, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> she, the next time she came back, it was all, it was on, yeah. you know. But then um, we had a second midwife. You have to have two midwives legally for home birth. And oh, the home birth, of course. Yeah, we did it yes. all at home. Yeah. Oh, so wow. Cool. I right. pushed because I set the pool up in our lounge room. Yeah. I pushed one of our couches kind of into the dining area and yeah. the midwives basically sat in there and sat in the pool. No, no, no. Oh, sat in the sat in the dining room on the couch. Oh, the midwife Asher was in the in. pool. Okay, so just Asher in the pool and, yeah. and the baby. Just Asher. I didn't get in. It was just Asher in the pool with yeah, the baby still inside her. Yeah. And the midwives sat in the background and hardly even did anything. Sort of barracked and- from a distance. Yeah, oh, they, push harder! <laughs> oh, you know better than that. It was it it 
I was expecting I'm going to be in the way kind of scenario and I was at the front of it the entire time. Oh, wow. So they really just tried to leave you guys to do it. I mean, if you're having a natural birth, you might as well be as yeah. natural as possible. Well, she'd already said, you know, she was um, – there was no internal examination or anything during – you know, she wasn't into that. The, the most that they did was basically get a mirror and hold it underneath Asher with a torch so yeah. they could see – what was going on, and then it, they'd yeah. give her some positive feedback and go and sit on the couch and mm. raid our cupboard, have something to eat, and I just sat with Asha for hours and hours and hours. Wow. So it yeah. was – While she sat in the pool. Did yeah. she get wrink- pretty wrinkly? She did. She said her fingers <laughs> did get a bit wrinkly, yeah. but that, that, you don't even think – No, even think it's, about not, that. it's not the priority. It yeah. really <laughs> distracts you from the pain. <laughs> oh, my wrinkly fingers. <laughs> That's yeah. it. And then did it all go well? Like, did, did, did It we, went amazingly well. That's amazing. Like, this so, is the first positive home birth story I've heard. Well, you just don't hear the positive ones very often, I suppose. It's, it's the horror stories that, that do the rounds. The way funny. our midwife talks about yeah. it is, is we had a boring birth. Right. We have a boring baby. Right. so And boring babies are ones that you don't hear the stories about because yeah. nothing happened, you know. Yeah. It's like all the stories you hear are all the horror stories and bad stuff. Yeah, and it's like going to New York, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we went along. <laughs> had a great time. Had a, had a bagel. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> like one of those see trips. someone shitting in the sofa. <laughs> what? Yeah. If you don't have a story about getting mugged somewhere, yeah. it's just kind of, yeah. yeah, we had a holiday, you know. Yeah. So, so we, wow, well, the, big, the big question, some of the questions on my lips, which I've forgotten, were, you know, with the whole, what am I going to ask Jeff when he comes back after this experience, um, is what happens? Because I remember the movement. Like it's it's kind of like the birth of my children. It was like stop motion, uh, crazy. If you made a film of the whole thing, there was a lot of moving around. Right. In the shower for about an yeah. hour, like, you know, all three of us, me and the helper and, and her sister and everyone <laughs> in the shower and then off over here and then eating an icy pole and, all this sort of stuff. Like, was there any time when it was like, I'm going to just towel off and just have a little walk around for a bit? Before Asha got in the pool, there was there was all that movement. Yeah. So, okay. so that was she found she actually found that lying on the couch, they said, you know, they kind of say, if you read all this stuff, it's like you shouldn't lie down and everything. But our midwife's like, if you're comfortable doing that, yeah. do that. She, yeah. This is how good she was. And so Asha was laying on the couch a bit. She had a shower, you know, not a lot of walking around the house, but um, – there was much more movement until she got in the pool yeah. and she was really comfortable in the pool. Yeah. So kind of kept it at body temperature, which meant pulling, throwing buckets out over the right. lawn and topping it back up again. But she ended up in the pool for probably 10 hours or something crazy. Yeah, wow. that's a long time. She got out once. Um, this was before the midwife came, just just to kind of gauge what was going on and Basically, on what the midwife asked us, we wanted to kind of figure out what was happening, and then she was like, "I'm getting back in the pool." And so, yeah, it I was. She was in the pool, and I'm just yeah. thinking now that it must well, be us having that think, weight off you. Yeah, I think several facts. I think you know, you put heat on sore things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. muscle soreness, and you know, her lower back is where she felt all her pain, and so I think that really helped. Yeah, and then yeah, obviously taking the weight off her feet and off every other part of her body. And loosening up muscles that are soon to yeah, well, you'd make hope so. major movements and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's fantastic. And I think it probably did because, um, you know, well, still getting the baby out was a struggle, but the the aftermath was pretty good. 
like mm. Asher didn't have crazy tearing or anything like that, um, yeah. didn't need stitches or anything. So maybe the heat of the pool helped no. with all that. Like, yeah, it helped, yeah. yeah, I'd like to think so because <clears throat> like it, it makes sense. But yeah. who knows if that was it? It might yeah. just be. What what score did you get? What weight? Oh, three. Let's go old fashioned. He now. came out at three point four six or three point four two. Daddy, have you got a converting? Have you got a converting oh, pounds? Brand? I don't know. Seven, seven, seven. So, yeah, that's a big torque. Healthy. I think he was a pretty good, yeah. <laughs> healthy, but not. And no, doesn't not, make old people go. Ooh. No. <laughs> he's very. He was a long baby, so he's fifty-seven yeah. centimeters long. Right. Which is yeah. you know, like we were talking to friends, and they were all around fifty-three with theirs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he looks quite big when he's laid out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, everything else like we didn't know it, it was a boy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, turns out wow. it was. <laughs> so that was a Fantastic. nice surprise. So you had then, a, yeah. a, the, the, a, a gender reveal underwater. Yeah, I spotted <laughs> I was when he when he came out, yeah. I I my hands were there. You know, Did you so. have your goggles on when, when, when you <laughs> snorkel? <laughs> I tell you what, I don't, I don't think I'd have wanted my head in that water. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Even with goggles on. Uh, yeah. But sure. um yeah, I like he he <coughs> came out and my hands were there the midwife he needed a little bit of assistance at, yeah. at, at the end but yeah. um nothing too crazy and just yeah, to, he dropped out into my hands that, and oh to get him out yeah 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 so like to get him to br- to breathe as well like, like sometimes no the breathing oh come on he, he was breathing. fine with that like okay, cool. but it was just uh, do you want me to walk you through a bit of it? Like that yeah, when it yeah. when it started well, to happen. To, yeah. Only, oh yeah, you're the only one with limits here, Jess. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was 18 hours was the entire labour, right. and like I said, about 10 hours was spent in the pool. Most of that was me sitting with Asha and just trying to help her any way I could, which yeah. is basically yeah. words of encouragement, yeah. kisses, put it towards the end, putting a, a cool cloth on her yeah. head and stuff like that. You and know. you're in the pool. No, no I was. So the pool's like. I think about the size of this table, so maybe it's small, a meter and a half. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of comfortable for one. Two's probably getting a bit tight. Yeah. So you don't get in at all. I think you can, but I didn't. You didn't. No, no I had like I could reach and yeah, yeah. yeah. This, and this. I sat on the side. She might have been like, "Oh fucking, can you get out? I'm, yeah. There's not enough room in here." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sort of limits your probably mobility, enable to, to maintain the temperature and all that. You know, hopping that, in might as be, well. seem yeah. like a novelty. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had Ash's mum there as well. Yeah. I think I told you that she, she flew was in over. The pool. <laughs> she flew over from Perth and was yeah. a big, a really yeah. big help. So that was yeah. quite good. But yeah, ten hours in the pool. Um, most of it is was me with Asha. Um, her mum came and helped a little bit, and then her mum kind of stepped back. And you know, it was quite a special time. Asha was in it's horrific amount of pain. Like yeah. I never, I never imagined. Yeah. You know, I had this yeah. this real moment of anxiety early on yeah. because of the the sound she was making yeah. was just unsettling, primal, yeah. and you know, I was so scared for her. But then, over time, you you know, you get used to it, and you're like, okay, this is how it's meant to be. Yeah. But it didn't sound like a good time. No. Um, so I went through all of that, and then when it got to the point where the midwives are like, we can see the head, um, and it got to a point where it was kind of crowning is that what they call it yeah you get the little bit that you can see through the pointy bit the pointy bit at that point I kind of um was stepping back so I could look and watch what was going on and going back to Asha and then kind of when it went to maybe I don't know half a saucer kind of what's that like an orange yeah kind of size I was at the back and I was like I 
I kind of want to really, really want to watch this. <laughs> and yeah. thankfully the our main midwife, Belinda, at that point she was up and Sam, the other midwife, was up at the back and Belinda went and sat with Asher and basically helped Asher at that point. Yeah. And this is under the water. Yeah, all this all, is uh, all this is under the water. All underwater. Yeah, yeah. So I was at the back with Sam watching. Um and hang on at the back. I'm just getting my head So okay, out. so Asher, for most of it, was just on her side in the pool. And then when it got to this point, we were like, um, we need to open open the yes. things up. So open your pelvis. So yeah, she yeah. ended up turning over onto her hands and knees in the pool yep. with her knees kind of spread out a bit yep. to help. And, um, and yeah, so we were standing behind her with the mirror and the torch yes. watching what was going on. And Belinda had gone up to the front and was consoling her and yep. encouraging her, which was amazing. Mm. And then, yeah, I watched as he emerged and yeah. it kind of through push and push, you know, he, you'd see him come and then it retracts and opens yeah, and retracts yeah. and slowly, slowly, slowly he makes his way out and then it gets to the point where he's kind of you can see his <laughs> forehead <laughs> and then the next. The first thing you see of your child is their forehead coming and going. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's crazy. It's the start of my relationship yeah. is the front of your head. Yeah. But then the freakiest bit that I will never forget yeah. was when uh, pretty much from the forehead, Asher made a big push. Yeah. We got her to raise a leg and he popped to yes, here. Yes. So just he eyes was, and nose looking out. He was, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was just just kind of on his top lip. That whole section of his head was out up yeah, to his yeah, top yeah. lip and we could see his head and then bang his eyes opened yeah. while we're oh, looking in the mirror. Happy Halloween, baby. Yeah. So his, his eyes opened with just this half of his head out and he's looking around and Ash's bum's right there and it's all like crazy. And yeah. um, both the midwife and I were like, whoa, like, it's, like, it's happening. Yeah. And then he got to neck after that and at that point Asher was, she was knackered, like, yeah. And had kind of didn't have much left in her, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't that she was giving up, but she she certainly didn't have the strength she had earlier. And I think that was because she had started pushing harder than she needed to, right. just because she was done and she wanted yeah. it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, he got to the neck, and I think that point is basically there's like a, I don't know if this is exact, but it's like a five minute mark. Yeah, so okay. at that point, yep. you want him out in five minutes. Yep because I think because of restriction on the neck. Sure. And the midwife had a field to check what was going on and said part of the cord was out and she was like, if the cord's out, that's another constriction point because obviously yeah. the cord's feeding the baby with blood and oxygen. So mm -hmm. that's when she got in and just got her hand around his chin and yeah. gave him a little bit of help. His shoulder came out and at that yeah. point I reached in and he just... Once the shoulders are through, they just out he came. Out. It's, yeah, it's a frighteningly like, fast experience. Frighteningly fast. Bit. Yeah, it's You'd be like, glad they're underwater with in a rubber... In a rubber tank, yeah. Because I was like, "Whoa!" You're a slide across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, people talk about that the, the childbirth is a horrible shock for a child. Um, some people do, and and that, hence the whole rebirthing thing. Quickie was talking about that. That it's the first great shock of your life. Mm. Um, and I can't see how it wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, except that. So anyway, he's got this very civilized, um, staged entry. It's like he starts in the theatre, and then he walks into the foyer. The, the bath is the foyer yeah, before yeah. then exiting onto the street. So he has that lovely foyer experience of the water <laughs> um, to, before. So it's not just like bang, lights. Well, you've lived, you've lived nine months in liquid. Yeah, exactly. And then liquid 
you know, it's not going to be as dazzling maybe. If I, I walked into a hotel and the foyer was in the state that that pool was in, <laughs> I would be yeah. exiting straight yeah, away. Yeah, the Chelsea hotel. <laughs> so. He probably came out and went, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then, you know, then he comes out into the air. But going straight into the air, but I mean, what, I wonder what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, well, they're, they're shooting out. What happened? One. He's in your hands under the water. Yeah, the midwife said, no, there's not. There's no rush to get him out of the water. Yeah. She said, but the rush will be the only thing that we want to do quickly is pass him on to Asher. So yeah. he came out and we yes. caught him and then pretty much straight away, Asher knew what to do. She um, kind of stood and reached back and we passed him to Asher and she lifted him up and yeah. up and out of the water and he made he made a sound straight away, just like a funny little coo sound. Yeah. yeah. And then um, oh. she sat and probably maybe- said daddy. It was probably like 10, 15 seconds and yeah. then a little cry. And then he almost straight away after that latched onto the it's boot. It's amazing. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. You guys are so lucky. I mean, that's was, so wonderful that it worked because, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's not as common as you'd like to, well, for it to, to work that smoothly. That's, yeah. That's great. I, I, I think that's definitely the case. Yeah. And, and home births, we, um, home births are 1% of births. Yeah. And then there's 1% of births that are accidental home births or in the car on the way yeah. in, and everything else happens in a hospital. Keep so. the floor of the ute well, well vacuumed yeah. just in case you don't make it to the hospital. Friends yeah. of ours did that in Broome yeah, they got, and they were only around the corner yeah. too and they, they had, they gave, she gave birth in the... Not the first child. In the Not the first child, yeah. no. Gave Get birth a bit in casual. The, in the four-wheel drive mm-hmm. in the car park. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. next one, Jeff will be out there with the foot yeah. pump going, it's all right. Yeah. Pump, pump, pump. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping the pool up. Oh, it's coming. There I remember a- watching this extraordinary uh, – it's kind of a bit of – it's a bit unfair. There's this video. We went looking for natural birth videos because everyone wants to have it as natural as they can and then mm. depending on how kind of brave I suppose they are, whether they have home birth or whatever because um, – yeah, and that's your starting point, and then you just see how you go in the, in the moment because it's a totally original experience. So you don't mm. know, you can never know exactly how you're going to be. But we went looking for these videos, and I remember finding. I haven't been able to find it since. But there's a a woman giving birth in a kind of jungle stream, oh, <laughs> and, and it's have you seen it? Yeah, Asha. Asha was all up. There was there's one a woman gave birth in the ocean recently as well. Right. Like, well, this one she had all her other kids with her. Yeah, she just kind of angelically squatted into the stream and her husband's filming it, presumably, and she was like, oh, she was totally orgasmic in, in there sort of, she was just, it was like the most zen and, and I thought, you fucking asshole, putting that in there because the reality is for most people, yeah, it's- like the, the, the clue was in the fact that there was half a dozen babies that she yeah. already had, you know, like that she's an expert at that point. Very few people get, you don't get your, your Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours with childbirth, do you? <laughs> yeah, and that stream was actually an installation in the middle of a maternity. <laughs> <office>. <laughs> yeah. It was just bizarre. It was so... Um, it wasn't without struggle, but it, but she just handled it in this way that I thought it's like, you know, the unfair depiction of impossible body standards on mm, the sides of trams. Yeah. This was impossible birth standards. Yeah. But, of course, you want it. There is an ideal for people. You do want to be. But you can't get a successful, smooth home birth how you want it without pumping up the pool. And booking a yeah. midwife and going, well, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're well, and also not so far from a hospital, knowing that you're not endangering anybody. Yeah. Midwives and who are very relaxed obviously helps because, you know, you don't want them to be like the 
the flight attendant that mm. panics when there's turbulence. I know? think that's well, their thing. Belinda, that's their, they're all relaxed. Belinda's been delivering babies since the 80s kind of thing and she was just we, she's still doing checkups and visiting us now and like the whole our relationship with her is amazing like you never thought it was going to be that's like great. you hope that it's good but yeah mm. we, she came around and we chat and hang out and you know is we, she strangely kind of floaty and zen and and kind of ethereal no she's kind of like or just very work, real and just real and, and, yeah salt, and, salt of the earth yeah too. she is yeah. yeah i was trying to make a connection between the death doulas and the birth doulas you know how there's the the people that go to end of life things who just kind of float through and have this you know because it's both ends of the the, the bookends yeah but you have life, to read so. you have to read the mood of the people like you've got a new every week mm. your midwife a midwife has to deal with people who are having their apex experience. Yeah, different. And it's expect- her weekly job. Yeah, yeah. So she's got to go in there and you can't just you you can't just go like your job is to go, it's okay. This is this is fine, everything's normal, rah, rah, rah. But if you get if you go casual about it, mm. that's fucked up as well. You yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like you have to you have to read the room and yeah. constantly know that this is the ultimate freaked out experience for people. Their but that's- first one. But then, you know, thinking about when I called her and she was like, when do you want me to come? And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> please, please decide. Yeah. Well, it, it but, and an at the same time, I do think it was really good that she did that and didn't go, when this happens, you call me at this exact moment. You know, right. She's very much like birth is such a, you can't plan what's going to happen. Yep. You know, it's going to happen the way it wants to happen. And we just go with that. You know? And it may be the apex experience or the kind of this profound experience, but it also happens all the time. Mm. It's also a very normal sort of thing. So, but look, it's this, it's just who knows, anything can happen. And, yeah. You know, my favorite well, midwife was the big boss lady. Like in one of mine, I don't know, don't know which kid, but I'll never forget Matron Sloan. Right. You know what I mean? Like she was the Stand she was just like, right there you go. She was the one that forced me to snip the yeah, yeah. the cord because I'd regret it after her. She thought I was squeamish, but I didn't. I just didn't believe in it. Oh, right. I, just did, I, I didn't think it was a good ritual to go, thank you very much, I'll take the kid. <laughs> right. I'm not going to do that. I'll let Fiona do that. That's fine. It's, yep. you know, she carried the thing. Let's get the little bugger out of there. Anyway, so I, I really I really liked the, the bossy midwife. Yeah. Decisive, bossy, always bagging out doctors. <laughs> just going, oh, what do they know? Yeah. You know, it made me feel comfortable. How was your one? She was great. Yeah. Like. I didn't. I don't feel like I talked to her much through the whole experience yeah. until at the end, you know. And then, like when Bub arrived, um, we were we wanted to leave uh, basically the cord on until the pulse stopped and all of that. So yeah. you know, Asha was carrying the baby when the placenta dropped and all of that stuff happened, and she lost a bit of blood through that, but nothing to worry about. It freaked me out, but yeah. it was not that the midwives were fine with it. Are we out of the pool by now? Yeah, yeah. So. She fed in the pool. I kind of supported Asha yeah. over the edge of the pool while she started the feeding thing. And then we're like, she was starting to get cold. And obviously, you know, her body's in shock. So all kinds of things. So Bucket we got, boys dropped the ball. So we got her out onto the <laughs> onto the couch, and, you know, blood and everything everywhere, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, when the she when she dropped the placenta, was in the and she went into the bathroom or the toilet and dropped it in a container. I'll tell you. Why? <laughs> so and then, to, to encapsulate it. Exactly. Yeah, we did that too. Yeah. Mm. So she's doing that now. Oh, that and, stem um, cell thing? Or no, well, it's more they, they dry it out and put it. 
yeah, the capsules and you take you eat. They encapsulate it and Ash is taking it. And I was trying to get her to fucking eat it oh, there oh, and then. Yeah, they do, people do tablets. do that. Oh, wow. Stir fry. <laughs> yeah, tablets. Oh. And it's there's theories on all sorts of stuff to do with, you know, replenishing yeah. your body and also preventative on um, postnatal depression and things like yeah, that, supposedly. Yeah. There's but, magic stuff in there. Yeah, but you know, even if it's placebo, it, it doesn't matter if it if it works. I mean, I I feel like we, yeah, M- Missy did that with one, and and she felt good. Yeah, but but you'll never have you can never really know what it would have been like otherwise. But yeah. it certainly doesn't hurt. They do well, it. Well, most animals properly. do it. You know, like yeah. <clears throat> and there's a reason I think yeah, why they do it. That's a good tucker. Well, yeah, it could be that it's their <laughs> yeah. next meal. Some of them eat half the babies too. Yeah, that's true. Oh, this well. is too many. For fuck's sake, Barry, come and have a few of these. <laughs> Would you know I was a home birth? We, we yeah, an accidental home birth? No, no. Just like a, it's just the way they did it in old school stuff. No, my older brother was, was at a hospital, but I was a home birth really? job. It became a fashion around 66 maybe Wow. in Scotland. But, uh, Grab that one, will you? But they, I, but they just, there was no <laughs> mystique about uh, afterbirth, as they called it, I yeah. guess, placenta. Mm. And, and my dad was just left there with, I don't know, I guess a toddler, a brand-new baby, a wife, a mattress that should be for the bin, <laughs> and and a, um, and a f- huge kind of slab like, of meat. Slab of <laughs> stuff with liver or It's a funny-looking thing. Yeah. And, mm. it, and he just, no one told him what to do with it. So he actually carved it up into little bits and put it on the fire. Burnt what? It. And burnt it like in little like pe- a little like pe- a fucking serial killer basically. <laughs> like he chopped it up. Well, there's no bones, so yeah, no one knows. <laughs> Put it down the incinerator. Yeah. What's your dad up to now? Yeah, so he—that was the story. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he just didn't. He no one said. What, tiny little backyard. Wow. Little oh, outside. Of, little kind of no, state right. house in the in uh, near, near Glasgow, and there was no backyard. There wasn't a backyard ready to carry a, you know. If you've got it on the fire, though, you may as well eat it. Um, that's what I'm. I thinking. wonder if he had. I wonder if he was tempted. I bet he though. had a cheeky piece. You know, it Scott, was really Scott's good though. though. They don't waste a thing. Yeah, <laughs> haggis. It's, it's a new style. Yeah, of haggis. Well, maybe that yeah, is yeah. stuff. Haggis. The, stuff. The the what might have come it? across something. There. Yeah, there you go. That could be a new thing. Maybe it. Maybe it's a very old thing that they just don't talk about. Scottish tenement haggis. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that, will you, darling? It was actually um, our second midwife who did the encapsulation. So she took it away and did it for us, which was great. I wonder if that's the woman that did ours. Sam. So it's an extra, they have a little machine that freeze dries. dehydrates basically. And she dried out the umbilical cord and she said usually she makes it into a heart, but his was really long, so she wrote love. Oh, (laughs) It's dried umbilical cord. Yeah, we got a blood splat as well. Did you get a blood splat painting? It's like a Rorschach oh. test. That's so what? weird. They, we kind of went, that was a step too far for us. We went, yeah, okay. Because it, it was like they've gotten the the placenta and they've kind of thrown it at a piece of paper. Oh, my so God. It's a kind of oh, blood splat <laughs> sort of thing. And we, so we got the little cord thing dried yeah. out. We got the capsules and all that. And we went, oh, great, that's excellent. And then we got this kind of, this kind of. <laughs> Dexter, what do you see? Print and, and like, yeah, okay, right. Um, we'll I'll just put that aside. But then, Sam, how far does the woo woo go? You know what I mean? Yeah, Sam actually, she was great. Like, so I cut the cord. Basically, got back in the bed. I cut the cord. I tied it off, and I cut it. Mm. And then Sam was like, "Do you want 
do you want me to show you the placenta? And we are like, yeah. So she came back and laid it out on a, a bit of material for us and walked us through it, like lifted it up and showed us the sac and showed us all the blood vessels and how it all worked. And yeah, it's fascinating. It's an incredible machine. Really That is one amazing piece it's of- It's the only uh, throwaway yeah. organ that your body mm. produces. It's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible, yeah. yeah. We made the Looks grandparents horrible. take it home in a fucking yogurt container. <laughs> Take this, will you? <laughs> what are we going to do with it? I don't know. Put it in the fridge or something. You know those people that leave it attached until, like, they yeah. don't cut the cord yeah, they and they carry, carry, they carry yeah. it around? Ball of chain. Oh, can you imagine yeah. the smell? Hang on a minute. I don't know. Attached, they leave it attached to the baby. 100%. The whole thing is attached until oh, it dro- all until dries it up. Until it naturally drops off. Yeah. yeah. Rather than cutting it at all because they think there's still stuff coming. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a believer of, like, those people may have other psychiatric uh, <laughs> diagnosable issues. Yeah, well. it's a bit Leatherface, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What do you do with this afterwards? <laughs> Not that we're judging anyone who might want to do that. <laughs> I'm blown away by all this placenta stuff. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I knew that people were getting the cord and using it for in case they needed spare parts or something in the future or cloning. Do you know, if you, know if you put them in a in a warm bath with um, certain salts and stuff, they'll actually turn into another child. <laughs> a very strange and, and awkward child. So you're child. mixing that experience at Hepburn Springs and with the warm bath And, of course, you have, to, you have to keep that child in the basement until it's 28 and then release it on the world and film it from a distance. <laughs> Sorry, I could go on. <laughs> that's now a good, that's a good script for a, for a horror movie, though, don't you think? The, you know, the... They they threw out the baby and kept the afterbirth, thinking that was the better looking one, and uh, and uh, it turns into this creep. Sorry, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's on record now. It's so on record. Well, I'll make no it. one else jumps in. <clears throat> you know who uh, could do that? Could write um, it. David Cronenberg would make it great because yeah. he was big on all that sort of, you know, you, you know, Cronenberg movies like like um, Videodrome and things like that. Uh, and yeah. Naked Lunch, all very visceral and and anal and. I would Vaginal think more. Who who did the original um, the thing? Who did that? They oh, do. Oh, that, that was be, Carpenter. I think. Yeah, that's on the. That's pretty yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bit. That's like, sort of blobby. I'd yeah. say he would have. Yeah, he would have. He would have made yeah. that film pretty much after helping with a birth. <laughs> that was. <laughs> what about? Well, there's a lot of people that have had very strange. Like David Lynch's first movie, yeah, uh, A Razorhead, mm. was a response to um, his daughter being born. Oh. And that's she. The woman gives birth to this sort of uh, slug, and they keep it in this. Have you seen Ra- 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 oh, years ago? It's and I was fucking. It's pretty I dark. Enjoy it. <laughs> I think it was all his kind of fears about having being a father and being a father quite young. Yeah. But you know, you kind of. I, I hope he made the movie long after the birth. Like, like you imagine if you're you're <laughs> going through pregnancy and your husband, rather than you know helping out, goes away and makes this macabre film. Hey, darling, I made this film for you. I thought this you is the problem with help art you film. deal with pregnancy. Art books, fine. Art poems, fine. But <laughs> yeah. art films, you can accidentally see them because yeah. your mates sit around going, oh, "I've got this film," <laughs> and you yeah. get smashed. And that's the danger. Yeah. yeah, I wish I hadn't seen a razor. It frightened me. A bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of horrifying. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of the dark side of of uh, childbirth. But that but sounds amazing. I mean, what an amazing experience. To be honest, though, there, there's a huge dark side to childbirth. Like most of it is dark side. Like every, it's all fear. Like, oh right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when we were saying, you know, the midwife calls our our child a boring child. It was a boring birth, you know, because it doesn't have these scary stories attached to it. I think this well, is why everybody goes to hospital because they're yeah they're frightened they're frightened. Well, but and then there's another. Tell me then about 
where you're at in terms of you probably had a bit of this even during the pregnancy, but that um, those sudden I've had a few of these. It's like the, the, the suddenly the plane drops a few hundred feet yeah. and you go, oh yeah, fuck! And it's out. not it's not exactly bad, but it's just like the weight of responsibility. Like this is the. The, we were talking with Anthony last week about the the unavoidable vulnerability. Suddenly, like you to love something like that is to be incredibly vulnerable to suffering in future, possibly, and all that stuff. Have you had moments of fuck? What are we? You know? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know that I had any that where I really freaked out and went, "This yeah. is a bad idea." No, no. But I, I had a moment of you know, and I'm sure everybody wouldn't. I know that Asha had it as well. Is that moment of life here will never be the same again. Yeah. You know, it's everything I had before is gone and, you know, you start going, who am I now? What, what, what Am I anybody anymore or is it just all about this? Is it going to yeah. be just about this child, you know? Yeah. But it was fleeting. Like, No, and I agree. They usually are. That altitude yeah. drop, usually the resilience comes when you, you have that. It's necessary to kind of have that to take it seriously. But then you can go, but. But that's great, yeah. Because this is how I grow. This is how we become important. Yeah, in the, you know. So, yeah. On the flip side, like uh, on the really positive, yeah, side of things, it was like I didn't feel like until he appeared that I had, yeah, a, a, a strong connection. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think we kind of, I think we spoke about that when we first talked. Is like. You know, it's in Asha's going through everything. Yeah. All yeah. the hormones, all the symptoms of everything. It's just she's growing. It's in her, you know. I got yeah. to feel it and go, Every yeah. nightmare, every wriggle. Yeah. Yeah. I got to feel it and go, yeah, there's something going on in there and it feels a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> but when he turned up, yeah, it's it was amazing. Like Those eyes. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw his <laughs> eyes in the pool. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it it really is like all the stories people tell you and all of this stuff. And, yeah. you know, my mates, it's, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And then I see their kids, they've got food all over their face and yeah, yeah. they stink and there's a mess in the house, you know. And I'm like, yeah, best thing ever. But now I've had it and I'm like, okay, I get it. We spent the first five days just staring at him, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's just love. It's just this crazy connection to this yeah. person I've never met before, really didn't know that he existed other than him knocking on the wall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then there he is. I didn't think he looks exactly like me or anything, but there was just this amazing connection. And There's also, I mean, if you want to look at um, in a biological sense, it's hard to dispute that that's the meaning of life. Mm. I mean, everything about evolution suggests that the only real thing it's trying to do is get you to pass on your genetics to the next. And it's quite brutal nature in how it does that. I mean, that's pretty clear yeah. um, from a biological perspective. And 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 so something must in you be going, this is the greatest success I can, I yeah. can have. Nature is grabbing you and embracing you and saying, well done. Yeah. This is it. This was the fucking point. Some of you don't do this. And I'm not begrudging people that don't have kids because we need a lot of people that don't have kids. Yeah, we've got there's plenty <laughs> of kids on the planet. <laughs> I, I really don't want to be that guy. And 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 it's it's not there's a lot of meaning to be had from life that's got nothing to do with children yeah. or whatever. But just on that, that purely biological, and it would make sense that then you would feel, feel this that sort yeah. of I've I've 
It's all downhill. And it's only, it. philosophy, <laughs> it's only philosophy that can sort of cancel that out, overthinking. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, I, th- I, I believe that philosophy is the appendix of our psyche. We've evolved. Uh, it's an accident. It's a human We don't flaw. need it anymore. Uh, I think that about religion. More the than instincts philosophy. and that, that love, that staring at a brand new baby and just going, this is so good. Or just holding the hands of a, a, you know, a girl on a train when you're 16. Mm. Just that bliss, you know. It, yeah. it, it's it's those things yeah. that then then they get. You know, we talk about it. Talk about right. we we talk about how good it is right now. But I just think that the philosophy of going of questioning what's making you do that. Like, mm. oh, is that just chemicals or you know? Rah, rah, rah. It's just the design of everything. Well, yeah, I can remember. Like- it doesn't feel that long ago when Asher and I, you know, we we've been together for like going on 12 years or something now. Oh, wow. And only been married for the last, well, almost three now. Well, you want to be sure, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ash is younger than me. There's all, like it was all to do with timing and what Get her through HSC and, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can remember it doesn't seem that long ago when we had conversations about kids and, and it wasn't something that we were like, it's definitely going to happen. It was like, yeah. Uh, Kind of much of a much, just not really fussed either way, you know. Mm. And now, yeah, I, you know, there's already I mean, been talk of another. <laughs> wow, that, like, that is a successful birth. That is a, <laughs> as the midwife would say, boring birth, but I would say the dream birth. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did have one. Definitely, if you say that right away. We did have a bit of a crappy scare. He he was jaundice. He got jaundice on, on day two. Day one, jaundice is really bad. Day two, midwife came back to check on him and he looked a bit orange. Yep. And she was like, Oh, yeah. I think it's a good idea to go in. Yeah. Or not, I think it's a good idea. She said, I don't want you to have to go to hospital, but I want you to go to hospital because yeah. she knew that we obviously wanted to do everything at home. <laughs> and yeah, so we ended up going to the um, women's hospital. <clears throat> That's amazing. It's the best. Yeah. And so we went there and um, he got wrapped in like a, a UV blanket. Like we could have taken him to a rave. It was awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> had him 24 hours in that and then, um, you know, he came good. So. Oh, wow. But is that, that was that's to do with liver or kidneys or something. Isn't it's it? to do with your Circular. liver processing proteins and fats. Yeah, don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, but it's something along those lines. And yeah, the yellow is the it showing up in your skin, and then the light, the UV light, does the job that your liver would be doing. And oh. so, oh, wow. yeah. so basically, they either put them in like an incubator and flood them with like you know put little tanning glasses oh, on God. them and flood them with light, or if it's a lesser case, we were right on the cusp, right, like right. just over. Even the, the midwife that we had in mm-hmm. hospital was like, I'd love to let you go home but because you're so close to the line, but we're going to keep you in. So yeah. So the UV then kind of kills it breaks, toxins, it, breaks down. It, it does the job of the liver wow. and breaks down whatever it is. Isn't that an amazing not thing that down. your body does? And yet yeah. another extraordinary thing it does. There's backup just, systems to, you know, uh, if something fails. It, yeah, it's crazy. And just to just think that UV light would do it. Yeah. It's bizarre. And then you just pass it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Crazy. I know our our boy had a, you know, that in the in utero scans that suggested one one of his kidneys might not have developed and rah, rah, rah. Oh, wow. go, it's normal, it's normal. Just, you know, slow. We just do a test and we'll check it afterwards he's born and and they go through these motions and yeah, they 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 did a scan something. They yeah. wouldn't even let us go near. 
Because, you know, that brand-new baby they seem to think, like with circumcision and things like that, they seem to think that agonising pain's okay if they can't swear at you or something. I don't know. But they they had to put something into his uh, urinary tract oh, okay. right uh, when he was born oh. to do a little scan and make sure he was good. He's cool. It was cool in the gang. No no ongoing problems there. Yeah. Just like a, I, did ha- I had a couple of moments of thinking what yeah. happens if he's born and has a – external organ or you know all that kind of stuff right. can happen and because yeah. we had we had one scan we had the only scan we had was at 21 weeks and we, oh, didn't, wow. we didn't do any oh. others like just just a decision that we made like yeah. so we had that first one and everything looked good and we're like okay we'll just let it everything's gonna go as well a, i mean as for thousands so. of years well more people have done yeah i mean i, I think when we were born they would didn't even have uh, ultrasound did they in the 70, 60s and 70s, I don't think my parents got mm. had. I don't think they. Oh, did they? No. no. I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they I had think them for my a... sister, but I think they had them for me, which is only a couple of years apart, yeah. like mid-70s, I think. Mm. Yeah. I noticed that in the, in the ultrasound came up in the news the other day. Right. I can't remember what it was, though. I didn't read <laughs> Good it. Good story. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it said breakthrough for doctors diagnosing something. Oh, okay. Right? So it was an app. And a, a little device that literally plugs into the, so that so your GP doesn't have to book you in and that you might wag right. for an ultrasound oh, okay. to check something. He just literally just whacks this thing straight onto your you know your prostate and plugs it into his iPhone and has a look has a wow. quick cheeky look. Cheeky look. So every they, every doctor can have one. They've got weird three D images of yeah. them now too. I think people get quite baby. obsessed with the whole scan yeah. thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah, they do the 3D thing. You can print it out. They do yeah. check, 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 check. Mm. Is it okay? Is it okay? What sex is it? You can I see whether he's know. a spring, summer or autumn so you can have his clothes perfectly ready for his complexion when he gets out already. <laughs> that 3D <laughs> one is super fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we might have got that. It, was it looks, gold. looks like a Yeah, it, it is. It's like this it's weird like a, metallic It looks like creepy. a child in formaldehyde, frankly. Yes. It looks yeah. like a yes, dead I baby. Did, I it looks like a mummified baby. And there's weird things in it, weird lumpy shapes and all kinds of odd stuff. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, it did, it did, I didn't like it at all. It looked yeah. like a, ra- it me of a razor head. <laughs> that guy, you know, a weird thing too is <clears throat> when we when we went in to get an ultrasound for Luna that uh, I see because I think I know more than the ultrasound person, yeah. of course, because I'm a <laughs> medical expert. And she's sort of look. We're seeing the baby in different ways. So he goes, ah, there's a penis. There it is. And she goes. No, the, the the girls actually have a bigger penis when they're in utero than the boys. Oh. Now, that's not exactly what she said, but she said it's it's that's a bit of a trick because when they're that at that stage of development, the, the genital sort of area the the because you all start as female, mm. apparently, but then but it actually can look more like a male in terms of if you were just a lay person looking at it than than um Sorry, it can look more like a male than a, than a female, but it's actually, and she was a girl. Did that huh. make sense? Yeah. It yeah. looks like they've got a, a great cock, basically, yeah. there, but it's not. It's, yeah, there you go. So I thought I was, I how was, many, how far in was that? that it was a boy. Like really early? Uh, it was pretty early. Yeah. Pretty early. But I, you know, I declared it. I called yeah, it. Yeah, but you're talking great, <laughs> a great cock, but the, the whole, I mean, great the as whole a big, child not was wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, not terrific. Sorry. It was superb. <laughs> but the whole child's only that big, so this is t- a tiny little. It is, but it's clearly sticking out. So thumb thing. <laughs> what a magnificent cop. <laughs> <laughs> he was just Has going off. Been alter- he was going off ratio. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
head to relative penis to scale. the child. How uh, well, many times myself. we've heard that sound coming from the ultrasound room? What a magnificent cock he has <laughs> for a girl. Mm. So you've got a son. I got a son. Jesus. Yeah. I well, am the father <laughs> of a son. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's he's been really good. Like we're still like not even three weeks in, but um he he sleeps really well. He started feeding more often during the night. So it's about every two to three hours at the moment that we're that That's ashes bad. up. Last yeah. night was probably one of the most intense ones, but she's good. But we've got a system in place. Well, not a system in place. We've got a kind of a thing that we do. Like yeah. we take turns at doing the nappy change when he does the feed. Yeah. Um, in the mornings, I generally get up about seven, so I take him. Yeah. And leave Asher to sleep. And I, I found that we've got an ergo baby carrier thing. Yeah. If I stick him in that, I can go out the back to my office and work, and he just passes yeah. out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And nice. so I work. I Does do. he have a crack at your nipples? No, I, I, I guess I've got more spongy boobs than you have. Right for that yet. But my, my kids always try to have I, I, So did mine, and I, and, I, and I refer to it as the hairy nipple of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's the hairy nipple of disappointment, my child. No milk shell issue from this ghastly organ. But you don't know whether to just sort of buff them off <laughs> yeah. or to go, well, See what they, happens. if they find out, then they'll well, You don't want someone again. to walk in just at the moment they, they make contact. With they need to, learn. <laughs> need to learn. Do you know somebody's invented a thing that a man yeah. can wear and feed a baby yeah, off yeah. it? Yeah. That's messed up. Oh, mate, Robert De Niro was wearing one in a movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What's that going to do for your kid? I don't think that's a good idea. No, I don't know. There's something about But booze. then wait till she's a, 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 a just a, an an eternal milking machine. I, I mean, I know there was a period where it gets really quite, well, it might not be, Growth but who spurts, knows. Well, yeah. just that it, you're so, you're just this machine. I once, feel like she's a machine now. Yeah, yeah. no, but, but once they're really like eating lots yeah. and they're getting bigger and there's just milk being, I mean, we were like just there's just this sound of the, the breast pump, either breastfeeding uh, directly or the breast pump going constantly. Yeah. And, and, it's, and women get really quite... They're just a, a cow, yeah. basically. It can and be it can be really demoralising. I've already. Yeah. Yeah, I've, it's them that say that. <laughs> I've it's got a mind. Don't you yeah. say you're just, just like a cow, lady? Yeah. Yeah. But they say it. They go. I just feel like I'm just this lump it's, that's designed to feed this child. Which is, I feel bad because yeah. there's times when I have him and Asher's doing stuff, and then he starts to get grumbly, and then you know I'm like. I can't stop him from grumbling right now. So, you know, he's us. doing the hand chewing. And why and have the, we got these tits if they're not to be used either? Like, yeah. it's ludicrous. Yeah. Like, we, we we, we've got them. What we point should... are we? <laughs> What's the yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, it's an, it adds insult to injury. Not only have we also got boobs, but we're not willing to use them. Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay, no. Bloody patriarchy. That's what it is. It's a bloody patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Men can breastfeed, they just don't. Evolved, deliberately evolved them out. <laughs> yeah. Choose not to. <laughs> would you though, if you if you could, you know? I don't think I would. No. <laughs> well, there's always the breast pump. That's all right. You could you could do that. I think some men do lactate. It can happen. It can be done. Not in the in the volumes that are necessary. Well, maybe some, if you stick with the soy, Derek. Yeah, yeah, keep the keep, We're the, our keep way the back cheap to... soy milk. Color. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to turn up. into David Cronenberg movies again if oh, we're not careful. <laughs> So, so yeah, wow. What, what are we oh, gonna, yeah. what, what, Danny? Let's think about what we're gonna. Let's put out some things that we're gonna ask Jeff next time he comes in. Maybe well, yeah, you can theorize on what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, right. Okay. So right now he's not gonna remember we're any sleeping. Of this, by the way, right now we're sleeping. Yeah. Where he isn't a very grumbly baby. He doesn't cry and scream a lot. Mainly when we change him, he doesn't like the cold cloths and being wiped. Yeah. Um. 
he feeds regularly. Ash is not having any problems with that. So that's the scenario right now. Have you been that's, out? Yeah. Been out and about? Yeah, we took him to a cafe at 10 days old and then we took him to the markets on the weekend. There's a market we go to in Flemington, a really nice farmer's market. And well, it, the- will, it will change, oh. you know, as you know, obviously, and, and, you know, and it changes all the time. And It'll change constantly. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't know if it'll be positive or negative change, yeah, but, but then it's sort of, it's not going to be the same. Well, if it's all it. perfect now, I'm <clears throat> just saying. Come on, come on. <laughs> Somebody get, had to say it. If, <laughs> if I think there's a there's a rule of thumb, if you get, I think if the next if the next year or two, you go, oh, he's sleeping really well and feeding well and everything, then it's. Just pretty much this is our be an evil shit because no. what they're doing or is he they're, could just, they're planning something. He could just be boring right up until, you right know. the way through. He, yeah, the yeah. end of uni. That's what you want. But that, what you go that, get excited once you've got your degree, son. That thing you're talking about, Derek, is what bedraggled parents tell themselves to try and deal with the parents like, like this who are, who are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Yeah, they say, yeah, well, you wait till they uh, bloody. Yeah. All right. What's That's... the most annoying piece of advice that he, that people are going to give him over and over again? Well, we already had we Don't already forget. had the one we already had the pre-birth one where everybody tells you the age, you know, oh, it's yeah. going to be a boy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now that he's here, now we're getting, yeah, parents are saying different things and savor this because you won't remember it. Yeah. They keep telling you that. Oh, Did you remember and, that? And it, and it goes you won't so remember quickly. And then you don't remember it? You go, oh, fuck. I would have remembered it if everyone wasn't so busy telling me yeah. not to forget. And it goes so quickly. Then you might listen you back to this right. a few times going, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, well, he already looks so different to when he, you know, like the first day. Yeah. It's crazy how much he changed. He's filling out. He's, yeah, yeah it's all Yeah, I think it's like fast. boiling a frog, really. You, you start, you know. Oh, once she gets over the nausea in the first trimester, everything will be okay. And then from then on until the kid's like 40, yeah, it's like, oh, no, it'll be <laughs> it's all right. Once the kids are a bit older, it, it just go, goes and goes. And you go, all right, now the birth's done. You're all right. And you go, oh, no, maybe not. Well, you have to, Things are gonna you're going to have to think of something for next time because the pregnancy was really good. Asha had a great time through the pregnancy, yeah. like really lucky, no no major sickness or anything. The the Birth kind of just happened really well. Like we had that little jaundice thing, but that wasn't really anything to be scared about. And now he just seems like a bit a little angel. So perfect. You probably if if I come in next time and things have changed, you're going to have a lot of fun with me. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> right now, yeah, it's. But you it's, know, like we we often spend a lot of time. But that's the nature of this podcast. But we spend quite a bit of time on here. Uh, talking about the difficulties for us as individuals and just being a dad and all, all the things that go with it. And, and I, I, you know, it's easy to forget about all the good stuff and, mm. you know, hopefully we don't neglect that too much. We're just trying to help people to not feel too uh, isolated and alone. Yep. But it is an extraordinary thing that can't be transmitted to uh, people without them experiencing it. And there's those, I find there's these tiny moments that are quite inexplicable and hard to even describe. There'll just be a moment with one or both of them where it's like all of these sort of things come into alignment and you're there and you're with them and there feels like a smooth sort of continuity of, of, Movement. It's very hard to explain. It's very um. It's it feels instinctual. It's the it's nature again. I think mm. 
patting me on the back going, you know, no matter what else happens, you're protecting this child, you, 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 you're doing the right thing yep. and that's good and that's enough and, and you know, it, it's, it's great to re- recognise those moments. Yeah. Know? I think it's very hard to stop yourself from getting worried and yes. going, Oh, of course. You know, he had, he's had a little bit of nappy rash stuff and, yeah. you know, you see it and you're like, oh, God, he's falling yeah. apart and what, are we, what have we done wrong? Yeah. He got little milk spots and I'm like, oh, he's got baby acne. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, change your diet. And then when Asha. the second one comes, then, you just don't give a shit about yeah. it. You, you, yeah. Well, you know what's a real problem. But, like, Luna's just covered in bruises and banging her head on things because we don't, we don't kind of – uh, you know, dive over with a, a cushion to put under her head every time she sort of falls over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and there she's okay. Yeah, you know? she's fine. They're, they're just, yeah, managing our own fears and issues is it's a, a big thing. We're so inward looking these days. I, th- I think, which is a good thing ultimately. Like the, the kind of the fifties uh, parents who perhaps put themselves too much secondary, like like their relationships might have suffered because it was mm. all about the kids. We're, we're kind of the opposite or, or can be. We're, we're, we're so in our own heads about it and what it means and yeah. what we've, you know, that's a hard one. It's it's a challenge. Yeah. But I think, like I thought a lot about us, my situation with work is I think I'm, I feel really lucky right? because I'm there all day. You know, and it is distracting, but I've actually found that uh, I think I'm procrastinating less than I used to in getting work done faster because yeah. I know that, mm. you know, Ash is going to need a hand with lunch mm. or she might want a break to do some yes. other stuff. So I got baby time, you know. Now but, is the time you but, can do it. Yeah, you but can't th- procrastinate because later on. Yeah, so get the work done. Got stuff to do. Get get into yeah. shape, get my, get my work done, and then, yeah, I've got other stuff to do. Having but, said that... At the moment, the baby's fairly predictable. Yeah. In that they're a blob, they don't wander off and start dismantling the. Yeah, once it starts rolling they, around and crawling. Yeah, yeah and then, so story. then the, the that's what I've found difficult. Then is just that, especially when there's two of them, that they're, yeah, the, all the routines go. So so then there might be a couple of days where something's going on, and for some reason that one's just not sleeping. So that throws all this everything out. Yeah. All these sorts of things. You need out. to tunnel. You need a tunnel into your office, yeah. and you need to leave the house. If, this is eventually, not now, right? But eventually, you need to say, um, "I'm off to work now," and get in your car, drive around the corner, then get into the tunnel, yeah, and get into your office and do your work. <laughs> That's the only way you can work from home. I do feel. I like- was like, "Oh, can you just?" Uh, I, we've had this conversation. I yeah. said no, there will there will need to be strict kind of working hours where I'm yeah. going to have to have yeah. to work. Yeah. But just being that in that you know being close and accessible, it's, especially this makes stage. me think about mums who just do it all on their own. It's must be so bloody hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, you, we were saying last week. You just you're you're um. Any sort of judgments you may have had of certain parents and whether they were good or not just yeah. goes away now because it's like, it's yeah, it's hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Ash's plans to get back to work and stuff like that? Is that just completely on on hold? Yeah, for now she's not really thinking about work. Like, um, <laughs> but was there a plan? Like, oh, you can in six months? I think I might. six months was kind of minimum. Like yeah. she was thinking, oh, I'll take six months off. Her job is on hold, which is great at the school, yeah. at one of the schools. She oh, just had, beautiful. she just got offered another job, which would have been awesome to have 
the two schools, but timing's not good, so she can't do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, six months, we'll see how we go. Um, she can get students at home, which helps with yeah. teaching music. Right. So she might ramp that up a bit, you know. Self-employment is, so, is, so. is so good for, Yeah, I think it's for modern parents, even though there are a lot of workarounds and nightmares and you do, you know, you suffer a bit, but shit, it's 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 so good to be able to just go, yeah. all right, yeah. I'll, yeah. you know, I'll if rearrange everything and yeah. I'll go and pick the kids up from school, take them to the park yeah. for trick-or-treating or whatever as long as like you to do today. As long as you learn to triage stuff and, and know what, when it takes precedence over the work yeah. and when it when Yeah, it, it was like when Chris stuff. was on the show who's a youth worker and done a lot of work on building sites and stuff like that and there's the one thing. There's one thing that he across the board that he's that he's got from the oldies, like people with grown kids who work on building sites. And he said not one of them ever says, I wish I'd worked harder. Every one of them says, I, I wish I'd just spent more time. Freaking spent more time yeah. with the kids because that's yeah. it's it's tiny. Now that I've got one at eleven, I'm starting to freak out. It feels like I'm in the last week of my three week barley holiday. You know what I mean? Like it's like, mm. oh fuck, you know. Shit. It's not like I've only got a certain amount of time left to, to model this person. Yeah. I've only got a certain time left. Well, I have, but a certain amount of time left to spend with this person, you Before know, you where they out. still like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly. And then your journey toward irrelevance will be complete. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I have another one. I have a midlife crisis. Yeah, but you can't usually That's by good. the time the other one. Well, you could. Yeah, you have to, you know. It's a bit late for So he scooters and buy a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing midlife crisis since before midlife. And now I'm well and truly after midlife. Yeah. <laughs> so too late for that. I'll just keep them rolling one every year. So next time, next time you come on, so you I'm back. Will, you're you're having not, me back again. Yeah, you're you're now. You're not like bitterly <laughs> disappointed because I had no bad stories. No, this is like when you when you you're thinking the the poker machine's going to pay out. You know, you keep losing, keep losing. You go, no, no, it's got to. So if things go well for you. What we are. Eventually it's got to turn. Eventually it's got to turn. You're going to be like, next week we have that prick Jeff back on. <laughs> Can't you see us all, all like vicariously going back to those moments? And we'll have your son in here going, oh, my dad's so great. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um, because we preemptive talks about this this kind of session with my wife and she was saying about how, the, the you know, we've got positive stories and she's actually... Leading up to the birth, she listened to a lot of um, podcasts, this particular one about birth stories, and she said most of them were negative. Mm. But then there was a really positive one that was on and she said it was such a relief (laughs) after listening to all of these horror stories that this woman just came on and went, it was really nice and I had a good time and she was like, thank gosh. Well, you know, it's all narrative and most narratives have to have uh, you know, to trouble. They have to have drama yeah. to be of, of interest. And yeah, right yeah. now this is a movie would be pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well, totally. You, it, something has to change. Yeah. And then if something doesn't get bad with that, then it has to be something about the what you as a parent are going through internally about yeah. so, sort of identity crisis or something. If the, if the actual logistics of the childhood are, are working fine, yeah. then that's an interesting juxtaposition of stuff, you know. There's got to be a counterpoint thing. So, yeah, it's hard. I tried to write a, a play about um, – I, wa- I wanted to write a play about 
what happens if we get it right with the environment? You know, we solve the climate crisis. Yep. And so it's kind of a... No one's thought of it. No well, one's even thought of it, have they? <laughs> yeah, well, because I thought we could, we, you become what you kind of focus on. If we just focus too much on the apocalypse, then we it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. We have to be able to imagine a world where it's possible yep. so that we even try. But the problem from the perspective of writing a piece of theatre for people to watch, getting it right is without drama. Yeah. So instead what I had to do was write a play about how we got to the utopia. Uh, the fight. Was in it. Well, and sinister uh, shit happened. Yeah. I thought you were going to say we worked out the environmental problems and all died in nuclear war. No. You know what? The, <laughs> the central thing ended up being like the central metaphor is when uh, there was a life raft. So when, when everyone, uh, the ship sinks, there's one life raft and 200 people. And once the life raft's full, what are you going to do? Mm. And he says, you start punching people away from the boat Paddling and drowning them. Yeah. And, and that was the premise of how we were going to get to this future. So, so I ended up writing a play that was horribly depressing but opened with this utopia and then I told the story of how we got to utopia, which meant pushing people away from the life raft and, and so and that play I've never given to anyone. I don't want to, I don't want to it's like. Fucking hell. <laughs> but it's drama. It's the down. only way it can have drama. It's the only way because nothing, yeah. go, you know, yeah. Anyway, well, that's why the that's news is what it thing. is these days. It's, you know, negative, negative, negative because yeah. people love it. People feed off it. Yeah, but our, it's because our, it's, show is, our show is for dads to not feel alone. What's our catchphrase, Danny? Uh what is it? You're not alone. You're not alone. Oh, you're you're the one that made it. <laughs> oh, I gave you a few clues in the question, but well, that's the, the you're not I alone. Know, so yeah. that is the that is why I'm getting yeah. some magic out of this. And and you news know. turning into entertainment is the problem. Mm. You know what I mean? As soon as something turns into entertainment, it has to have that narrative negativity and stuff like that. Mm. And also, we're wired for negativity because that's how you save your life. You know, yeah. Crow, you know. But anyway. I've wandered off. <laughs> I can't get him back. I tried. I, I thought I had us back there. He was trying to. Cl- he was trying to shut it down. I was trying to. Sh- oh, no, I'm trying to shut you down. <laughs> he's the he's this the key is- master of puppets. Oh, I don't know whether I'm a good master of puppets. I think mm. the strings are tangled. So, anything happening in before we close? Anything happening in uh, 100 miles an hour and all the different things you do? Return all my the- work stuff. No, yeah. just same. No as major always. events. Like, no, the. Because of the oh, if you're thinking of having a baby and you're a dad, the government does a great thing now. They do two weeks of paid leave. Oh, you heard which that, which really helped me with my for self with my business. Well, for everyone, mm. you just, basically you just say I'm not going to be working during for two weeks, yeah. and I'm I'm not getting paid for it. So they give you it's just a, a thing they do now. Yeah, oh, that's which was great. Cool. It's it allowed me to pay a what writer. What do they decide to, your to, wages though? They just—it's just like a set amount. It's like seven hundred and twenty dollars a week or something. Right. So that's like a month. <laughs> just kidding. So now there's going to well, be sort of. photos of babies on motorbikes all day. <laughs> yeah, all. I know. <laughs> Actually, a friend of ours said, "You've got to tie it in. It's a whole. It'll your traffic will go through the roof." And I was like, "I oh, don't yeah. think it will." <laughs> you got to use that baby. Get some mileage out of that yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, you could, life, you could cut the baby in sponsorship. Yeah, stuff, maybe decals. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> how, how are you oh, his name's Remy. 
Yes. Ah, so his name is nice. Remy Hunter Baldwin. So he was born on, well, Asher went into labor on the Hunter moon. It was a full moon. It's like an American Indian thing and we mm-hmm. really liked Yeah. Her mum was reading something. We're not. It's the Hunter Moon. And we were like, oh, that's a cool name. So didn't do it as a first name because it sounded a bit American. And Remy was a name we'd thought of way back. So There's a few old school job names getting around. Sailor, soldier, (sighs) scout, hunter. Yeah, scout. Yeah. A few of these kind of jobs. Yeah. So that's who he is. Engineer. Door door salesman. (laughs) That's a great name. That's a great name. Dental hygienist. R-E-M-I. I, yeah. We threw around R-E-M-Y and R-E-M-I and which one's supposed to be male and female and all of that mess. But You've given him quality of life by making it the first instinct spelling. R-E-M-I. Janitor. Unless unless people start thinking you why. You won't know to. Well, I've struggled with that my whole life. Is it G or J? You know, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a G. Yeah, everybody thinks it's a J. But but at least everyone knows there's a choice. Yeah. Are you G or J? Plumber? Well, carpenter? Are they still going on names? Mm-hmm. 90, 99%. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Kitchen technician. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. There's there's a um there's a thing with Derek making it about making it about me. Um <laughs> whereas I reckon this is a made up stat, ninety nine point nine percent of people called Derek. Is D E R E K. But everyone in the world thinks that maybe D E R E K is only 1%. Everyone tries to put two R's and I's and CK's all over it. And it's just, I've never met anyone with a spelling other And you than were one. rolling your eyes at my tangents. It wasn't a tangent. It was completely related to the spelling of Remy <laughs> and whether he's going to have a difficult life because you've tried to be clever with a, oh. with a, um, an accent or something like Roofing that. Roofing plumber. I was <laughs> solar installer. <laughs> I don't know. Gynecologist. I like you with Gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, son. Gynecologist. That will work for you. No, Trust it's me. It's a bit like the boy named Sue song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not uncommon, Gynecologist. Cool French. Yeah, yeah. Is it French? What is? Remy. Gynecologist. Yeah, I believe it French. is. Yeah. Gynecologist a, is a lovely French name. A, uh, he's lost his mind. There's a hip-hop or rap duo in... Melbourne called Remy. Okay. Which we found out later. But mm. that's yeah. the thing, you just don't know what's going to happen. We, we named our daughter Clover, and then uh, and then I noticed a new dating site, kind of like Tinder, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look into it, but it was called Clover. Wow. I went, oh no, what if that's just part of the vernacular when she's 16? Just, this is like, like Tinder. Do you know? Yeah. Like Clover is a thing. And yeah, she's yeah. the only person named Clover. Yeah. We're fucked. But it, I haven't seen it since. You know, the day the Harvey Weinstein story broke globally, yeah. someone on that day named their child Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. Like just before the new. <laughs> and then went, mm. Although actually then they could change it probably if it was. If they hadn't lodged it. Yeah. I wonder if that killed the name the way it killed Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, think, you know I, mean? I don't think so. I don't think Harvey Weinstein's just one Harvey. Yeah. We look after we, we, wow. One of Tom's mates comes around one morning a week and I take him to school, which is cool, and they hang out play the computer and stuff. Mm. His name's less Goebbels. Rules no, his name's Harvey, right? And, and yeah, I just kind of one day every week I yeah, call him something now. different. I go, Harvey, hey, Harvey Norman or Harvey White. And, yeah, and then yeah. I dropped Harvey White. So he went, oh, no, I can't do oh, that. Well, no, don't do that. Yeah. 
My um, Luna this morning just totally accidentally had, she came out to me looking disgruntled. I was in the garden. She came out, she's very grumpy at the moment. She marched across the lawn toward me and her hair was kind of combed. There's a side part <laughs> and this big fop of hair combed back like that and she had a piece of uh, Vegemite smeared on her top lip. <laughs> So perfect Hitler. I took a photo. I said, morning, Adolf. <laughs> she just, she marched across to me. She marched across the square. It was like Nuremberg all again. And uh, it was so weird. <laughs> she looked just like Adolf. There is some fun to be had. Mm. T- taking pictures and taunting your children and hoping they don't see you when they grow up. I got a great little video of him this morning sitting on my legs doing a massive fart. <laughs> oh, that's just a dream. <laughs> Looking all dream. cute and then, you know. Yeah. That kind yeah. of stuff. How do they get those adult farts out of that? They can't be. It's a lot of volume air, that comes yeah. out of that. You're going to feel there's going to be so so many photos, so many photos already, all yeah, in the already. cloud, waiting for someone somewhere. Yeah, Fame. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. No worries, and, for, and especially for putting up with our last ten minutes of random ranting. No, it's fun. <laughs> well, we had to inject some horror. <laughs> yeah, this so story's that. been really boring so far. Yeah, next time, <laughs> think, think of something boring, mate. Way. Trust me, <laughs> yeah. you, you will listen back and go, "Oh, wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking." Yeah, it's back good. Then. Yeah. But uh, no, awesome. Look forward to the next chapter. Soak yeah, up the oxytocin. Love to come back again. It'd be great. Mm. Cool. Right. Thanks. Ciao. Podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias.